Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Hackers are after your business data. I can help. I am Vi, the virtual intelligence assistant at Virtual Armor. Virtual Armor, partnered with Juniper Networks, provides cybersecurity services and end-to-end solutions to keep what's yours, yours. Defend yourself with managed firewall and managed SIM essential core services that are economical and efficient. Virtual Armor goes beyond just initial alerting to provide a thorough report on threats, vulnerabilities, and results. Let me help protect you. Contact me at JustAskVi. That's V-I dot com. The Bo Thompson Morning Show on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. 722 on News Talk 1110, WBT on this Veterans Day 2020. Want to bring on the WBT hotline. It's an honor to bring him on. A former Army sergeant and uh, the seventh living recipient of the Medal of Honor, from Operation Enduring Freedom, uh, he is Kyle White. Uh, good morning, Kyle. Morning, Bo. How you doing today? I'm doing okay. I really appreciate you uh, joining me this morning. And uh, so uh, I mentioned uh, you're you're receiving that Medal of Honor. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of time because of the constraints of my show here, but can you tell our audience listening, give us a little bit of background on your story and how that came to be? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, uh, thank you for having me on today. Sure. Um, you know, while I'd love to cover the entire uh, story of the day, it would encompass a, a few hours. And obviously, like you said, we had constraints of the show. So one one thing that's interesting about, um, you know, my action and really the, the ambush on November 9th, 2007, uh, was that a lot of times, you know, the award of the Medal of Honor is for a singular act. And for you know that that specific day, it was really a collection of things um, that I did over the time uh, that in the ambush, in which I would be awarded it. And so while I, while I'd love to cover everything, I encourage people to go to the U.S. Army's website and search for Kyle White Medal of Honor. And there's a wonderful thing called the Battlescape that really walks you through not only my point of view but maps of the battle, others that were there that day and their story, and, and really gives a complete picture. But I was credited with um, saving the life of a U.S. Uh, soldier that was with us, a good friend of mine, Specialist Kane Schilling, as well as attempting to save um, a U.S. Marine that was with us as well, who uh, fortunately was killed in action that day. Um, there was 14 Americans on a patrol. We were attending a routine uh, sure, a meeting, which for those that aren't familiar with it, is the equivalent of like your local, local city council meeting. And uh, we were ambushed on the way home, returning to base. There was 14 Americans with us, and roughly about nine Afghan National Army members. And of those 14 Americans, six were killed, and the rest of us were wounded. And so it was a, a long battle that, um, you know, really the, the enemy's will was only broken when air support, artillery, and mortar fire uh, was able to respond to the incident. And so 
you know, it was a well-coordinated attack on, you know, the afternoon right as the sun was setting in our eyes and, you know, blocked out the position for the enemy. And it was, you know, they, they had planned for it, they trained for it, and it was something that, you know, luckily our leadership had prepared us as best that they could. You know, their collective years of um, combat experience up until that point, you know, they made sure that we were the best trained we could be uh, and so we were ready for ready for that fight, and that's how we won the day. Kyle, I was reading uh, your bio last night and your story, and one of the things that uh, struck me is uh, after you were awarded uh, the uh, the Medal of Honor, uh, a time of, of great uh, uh, pride and, and uh, you know jubilation. However, there was a time after that, not too far after it, that uh, you had some really down times in your life, and you had to uh, learn to uh, to live day by day with uh, the thoughts and the flashbacks of uh, what you've just described to us. And, and I know mental health uh, is a very important thing to you and uh, something, a platform of, of sorts that you'd like to speak a little bit about here uh, on Veterans Day. Absolutely, Bo. And so one thing I'd like to, to highlight is that, you know, the military, I always like to say, is, uh, you know, all experiences vary, but all of those experiences are necessary. And so, you know, think about my time on the hillside. And it was, you know, when I got back in 2009, so roughly about five years before being awarded the Medal of Honor, uh, you know, I realized I needed help. And, and that realization, that process was no different than it happens to, to many other the hundred thousands, you know, that have, have served our country. And it was recognized by those that were closest to me. So my family, my friends, recognize that something was a little different. So I made the choice very early on to raise my hand, say I needed help and, and get treatment. And it was a long process and one that was, it was challenging, one I continue to this day, as you mentioned. But the point being is that, you know, we, we live in this society, especially within the military community and, and the veteran community as well, where there's still this stigma around, you know, mental health and, and seeking treatment and saying, I need help. You know, it's one that, you know, it's instilled in us on day one when we enter basic training. If you're in pain, if you're, you know, not wanting to move forward, you want to quit, you have to suck it up and move on. And so that mentality is ingrained within us, regardless of the branch of service. And so being able to say, hey, you know, and, and have a moment of vulnerability to say, I need help, you know, that's a tough thing to do, especially while you're wearing the uniform. But what we're trying to do, you know, through my efforts and those of, you know, thousands of other people is to change that mindset, not only within the ranks, but within the veteran community, because, you know, there is vast resources available through private organizations, through the Department of Veterans Affairs. Here in Charlotte alone, there's some excellent resources with Charlotte Bridge Home and things of that nature. And so, you know, just whatever we can do to help change that perception, you know, it, it's so funny. The last thing, I, I know we're running out of time here both, but when you're in the Army and you um, you know, you get wounded, there's some physical evidence of, you know, a, a wound. So gunshot, whatever it may be, what do you do? You call the medic and they bandage you up. You go back home, go back to the medical facilities, get healed up and return to duty. Why is it any different just because you cannot see that wound? So what we need to do is normalize the conversation and recognize that the invisible wounds are just as important, if not more important, than those physical wounds. We are running so, a little bit late, but I, I, I 
for good reason, and, and it's fitting today that, that we do this, so I'm okay with that. I want to read uh, one little paragraph from uh, something you wrote that I it struck me last night. It says, I must support our nation's veterans and their families. I must do the same for those who are actively serving in the armed forces. I do this because it is those groups for whom I wear the medal. I am not merely a recipient, but a custodian guarding a specific moment in our nation's proud military history. Uh, Kyle, uh, before I let you go, uh, I want to make sure that I mention uh, that uh, that you are uh, on the board of directors for the Congressional Medal of Honor Society, and uh, people can find out more information by going to cmohs.org uh, today and, and every day. But uh, bottom line, on behalf of all the people listening right now, and that's a lot of people on a 50,000-watt radio station, uh, thank you for your service and for all that served with you. It was an honor to serve, and thank you so much for having me on today to share some important messages. Absolutely. Kyle White, uh, the seventh living recipient of the Medal of Honor from Operation Enduring Freedom and a former Army sergeant. Honored to have him here on this Veterans Day on uh, the Bo Thompson Morning Show. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Hackers are after your business data. I can help. I am Vi, the virtual intelligence assistant at Virtual Armor. Virtual Armor, partnered with Juniper Networks, provides cybersecurity services and end-to-end solutions to keep what's yours, yours. Defend yourself with managed firewall and managed SIM essential core services that are economical and efficient. Virtual Armor goes beyond just initial alerting to provide a thorough report on threats, vulnerabilities, and results. Let me help protect you. Contact me at justaskvi. That's vi.com.